Good morning. My name is Dick and Norman Freeman, and I will be presenting today's lesson titled, The Word Heals, from John 4th chapter, verses 46 through 54. Let us first go to God in prayer. Great Jehovah Yahweh, we humbly submit ourselves before you this day, thanking you for another opportunity to study your word. We pray that your word will go forward in a manner that will be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray that you will use this lesson in a way that someone will be drawn to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today's lesson takes place in the city of Capernaum which is located just off the northwestern shore of the Sea of Galilee. Let's talk a little geography to better understand today's setting. I want you to imagine a triangle with two equal sides, having its base at the bottom and the narrow tip at the top. Then, I want you to remember that Palestine was divided into regions similar to the way our states have counties. The area called Galilee, which contains the Sea of Galilee, is located in the upper tip of this triangle I asked you to imagine. The area called Samaria is located in the middle of the triangle, and the area called Judea in which Jerusalem is located, is at the bottom part of the triangle. Now back to the discussion. Jesus lived in Nazareth, which is in the lower part of Galilee. Remember, Galilee is the tip of the triangle, that region called the tip, uh, at the tip of the triangle. And Jesus... Um, lived in Nazareth until he was baptized by John the Baptist. After John the Baptist was imprisoned, Jesus returned to Galilee and resided in Capernaum. Here the Lord called his first disciples, Peter, Andrew, James, and John. Peter's home in Capernaum became the residence for Jesus and the apostles when they were not traveling. The Lord often preached in the synagogue in Capernaum and performed many miracles in the city. <clears throat> These miracles included the healing of the centurion's uh, servant, the healing of the man with palsy, and the casting out of a demon in a man in the synagogue. Even though Jesus performed so many miracles in Capernaum, the people still had not repented. Jesus had taken a journey through Galilee and then south to Judea. Jesus was compelled to go to Samaria, which is located between Galilee and Judea. Remember, the tip of the triangle with Galilee at the top and Judea at the base and Samaria in the middle. Jesus encountered the Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. Jesus revealed his identity to the Samaritan woman. Her encounter with Jesus called, uh, caused a revival in Samaria. 
The Samaritan woman was the first recorded female evangelist in the Bible. Cana of Galilee is the birthplace of miracles in Jesus's ministry. The healing of this nobleman's son is no, uh, notable as Capernaum is approximately 16 miles away from, from Cana. This miracle is not only notable because of the geographic distance, but because it marks Jesus's return to Galilee. Prior to Jesus's arrival in Cana, Jesus had taken a journey through Galilee, uh, Judea and Galilee, as I mentioned earlier, and he was compelled to go to Samaria. Now, historically, the Samaritans were condemned by the Jewish people, yet Jesus needed to go to Samaria. Jesus encountered the Samaritan woman uh, at Jacob's well. Jesus's natural thirst was used to fulfill the spiritual thirst of the Samaritan woman. Jesus revealed his identity to her. She found saving, believing faith in Jesus. Jesus was recognized as the Messiah and honored accordingly. Yet Jesus's next journey back into Galilee, in Galilee, belief was challenged and miracles were hindered. The miracle healing of the nobleman's son was an announcement that Christ was in Cana and he was indeed the Messiah. Today's lesson titled, The Word Heals, from John 4th chapter verses 46 through 54, is divided into four parts for ease of discussion. I will read the scripture in its entirety from the King James Version and discuss each part after the complete reading. These four parts are part one, flawed believing faith, John fourth chapter, verse 46 through 47. Part two, the challenge of faith, John fourth chapter, verse eight, 48. Part three, dismantling earthly expectation, John fourth chapter, verse 49 through 51. And part four, the healing word of Jesus, John 4th chapter, verses 52 through 54. I'll read the scripture, John 4th chapter, verse 46 through 54. And verse 46 reads, So Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus was come out of Judea into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And he was now going down, his servants met him, and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. 
Then Jesus inquired of them the hour when he began to amend. And they said unto him, Yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said unto him, Thy son liveth, and himself believed, and his whole house. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he was come out of Judea into Galilee. Now let's discuss these verses, starting with part one. Flawed Believing Faith. These verses for discussion are 46 and 47. The nobleman was familiar with Jesus's miracles and believed in what Jesus could do. When the nobleman learned that Jesus was in Cana, he traveled for an entire day uphill to beckon Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son. The nobleman had the faith to approach Jesus, knowing he could heal his son, but his faith was flawed because he believed the healing required Jesus to be present. Although most of the time he healed by touching the person, sometimes all he used was the power of his word. With that word, he created the world in the beginning, and with that word, he could continue the work of bringing order to chaos. After a long time down in Jerusalem from for Passover and a detour through Samaria, Jesus has returned to the area of Galilee. He does not go to his home in Nazareth where he is not welcome, but instead goes to Canaan. This village is about eight miles north of Nazareth and 12 miles west of the Sea of Galilee. Again, think about the triangle. Capernaum is in Galilee at the tip of the triangle and Cana is just below Capernaum. And then Nazareth is just below Cana. He has already been in Cana before where he performed his first public miracle by turning water into wine at the wedding. John 2nd chapter verses 1 through 11. People are excited to see him in the area again, hoping for more miracles. The nobleman has come all the way from Capernaum where his son lays ill. Capernaum is a fishing town on the Sea of Galilee, about 15 miles from Canaan. This man has traveled all the way up into the Galilean hills to see Jesus. The nobleman wasted no time presenting his request. The nobleman did not let his title or position keep him from going to and begging the one with the higher calling to heal his son. However, the nobleman's faith was limited by earthly thinking. With a son so close to death, he believed he needed Jesus closer. It is evident that the nobleman had believing faith, yet his faith was hindered by his thinking and experience. The nobleman believed the sickness of his son is what brought him to Jesus, but Jesus knew that the nobleman needed to be challenged in his faith 
to accept the reality of him being Messiah and to demonstrate that his word is as powerful as his presence when believed. Now let's discuss part two, the challenge of faith. John 4th chapter, verse 48. The noblesman's faith in Jesus was sparked by what he heard, but his faith needed to mature so that it could be strengthened by his own experience with Jesus. The challenge of his son's illness brought him to Jesus so that his reality of Jesus could be challenged. They will believe Jesus if he proves himself by performing miracles. Capernaum had become intoxicated with signs and wonders to prove the reality and the deity of Jesus. The nobleman would be changed and his native Capernaum could see that signs and wonders should not dictate belief. Signs and wonders should be a byproduct of belief, not a precondition for it. The focus should be the belief, not the miracles. The nobleman had an earthly expectation of what Jesus could do, heal. It could only happen if Jesus came in person. It is possible that Jesus was already two days late later than one would expect from someone journeying from Judea to Galilee. As the Samaritans had argued or urged him to stay with them for two more days. Now, let's discuss part three, dismantling earthly expectations. These verses uh, for discussion are John 4th chapter, verse 49 through 51. For the nobleman's son, time was of the essence, and he repeated his request. Sir, come down ere my child die. Thus we find a man whose faith was not only limited by space, but also by time. Jesus needed the nobleman to understand that the power of God is unhindered by time or space. Jesus gave a direct order that dismantled the nobleman's expectation and increased his faith. Go thy way, thy son liveth. The nobleman believed what Jesus said and obediently followed his directive. John fourth chapter, verse 50 is where you can read that. The nobleman journeyed to Capernaum and was met by his servant to confirm the words of Jesus, thy son liveth. God's word never returns void. Now that he has seen the fulfillment of Jesus's healing word, his earthly expectation has indeed been dismantled. There may be areas today where God is trying to shift your expectation. Christians can trust Jesus' word and leading completely, knowing that he is able to do infinitely more than we could ever think or imagine. Now let's discuss part four, the healing word of Jesus. John 4th chapter, verses 52 through 54. The power embedded in the spoken word of Jesus shines out when the nobleman inquires at what time his son became well. 
The servant confirmed the exact timing of the word of healing that manifested for his son. The nobleman immediately recognizes the power in the healing word of Jesus, and the faith of a nobleman matured. He believed, and his household believed, and his son lived. Everyone was affected by the child's illness, believed in Jesus because of the nobleman's testimony. It appears that John is taking readers on a journey marked by miracles. Jesus was drawn to the second miracle by intercession. The second miracle being the healing of the nobleman's son. And of course, the first miracle was when he turned the water into wine. The beginning of someone else's faith, but his mother drew him to his first miracle, the beginning of his own ministry. One of the reasons Jesus came was to heal the sick. God promised or promises that he will do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can ask or think through the power that works in us. We must strive to mature in faith, dismantle our earthly expectations, and ensure our expectations are in alignment with heaven. We must ensure that we are both believing and obedient to all of God's orders in our lives. This ends today's lesson. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving light to the, your ways and opening our minds that we may see the things that you have stored up for us. Help us to remember to be obedient to you in every way. Help us to recognize that while we are alive here on earth, that we must live in a manner that reflects your ways and your values. Give us the wisdom to know and understand what life in your presence will be like. Help us to understand that all we need to do is tell the story. The Holy Spirit does the rest. Bless this lesson and allow it to touch someone to bring them close to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.